0: Synopsis. Stella and Desiree are twins that live in a small town in the south called Mallard. The town is a little different though, everybody here is a light-skinned colored person. Their white passing nature has created a bubble of sorts. In Mallard they're considered better than the rest of the colored folks, but it doesn't change anything outside the town perimeters, as their father is killed on their doorstep by white men. Poverty pulls them out of education, peeking a glimpse into a bleak future. The story tells of how, at the age of 16, the two make the decision to run away. Once gone, the two sisters separate and take on dramatically different lives. The people they come across, the choices presented to them, alter their lives and identity. Please note this review is full of spoilers. The Good I did have to do a bit of research before getting into the book, because let's be honest the British education system hardly covers anything during Black History Month, much less what happened in America during the 60s. Set amidst to Time, that has the Vietnam War, the assassination of MLK, as well as the civil rights protests. The story is told through two generations of the Vignet women. The story oscillates back and forth ranging from 1956 onwards as Desiree and Stella are growing up. The novel then comes to a conclusion and gives you a look into what it's like in 1988, as their daughters continue to live their lives. The topic of race is ever complicated but within the chasm is the lesser-spoken problem of colorism. While both sisters are of a lighter complexion, They've been raised in an environment to think that any dark skinned person is of lesser value, and to associate oneself with someone of that nature is to ruin oneself. The twins' own mother, upon seeing Jude, her granddaughter, can't unsee the bias association she makes between the abusive father and his skin tone, that is then projected onto an innocent child. Greater than hadn't she told Desiree that a dark man would be no good to her. A dark man would trample her beauty, he'd love it at first, but like anything he desired and could never attain, he would soon grow to resent it. Now he was punishing her for it. Greater than. Greater than p39 the vanishing half. The systemic racism that follows generations of people being brought up in communities that are forced to think of themselves and others as lesser or lower than, spreads like a virus, mutating, and populating ideas such as colorism into communities that already have deep-rooted issues such as classism, domestic violence, bigotry and self-esteem. I don't think I ever really realized how much skin color contributed towards your own personal identity, or how it at least builds over time with the outside world constantly extending it onto you. That you don't really get a say on how it reflects on your identity, or how you personally want to be seen. It did make me wonder do you really have any control on the way the world sees you? Well, in the case of Stella, it appears so, but for someone like Kennedy who is left confused about who she really is, I'm not so sure. Greater than would you still love me, she said, if I weren't white? Greater than, greater than no, he said, tugging her closer, because then you wouldn't be you. Greater than, greater than. France speaking to Kennedy, p. three sixteen. The choices made by the white passing characters depicts the privilege that they have in being able to manipulate their identity, whereas in contrast, characters like Jude, up until the end, is doubted, having ever having succeeded by the townspeople. They still remain skeptical about her mother's stories about her having succeeded in her profession. The carefully constructed narrative is one of my favorite things about Bennett's writing. It's written in third person, but feels personal to each character she's narrating. This occurs with several of the characters as she weaves in out of Desiree, Jude, early, and later Stella's characters, while still giving them distinct voices. I usually tend to get lost when so many perspectives are involved, but each character has a very distinct voice and viewpoint. The thoughts and perspectives of each of their characters is clearly based on their own lived experiences. The theme of family and sisterhood, was emotionally wrought with feelings of guilt and hurt. I think for Stella it was a way to survive in a world where she knew the outcomes, and she was desperate to survive. I don't know if I really agreed with her choice to pick her husband and the security that came with him over her mother and sister, but I understood her initial choice. Greater than you can't turn back when you have a family. When you have people depend on you. Greater than. Greater than you had a family, Desiree said. Greater than. Greater than oh, that's not what I mean, it's different with a child. You know that. Greater than. Greater than, but what was different, exactly? A sister easier to shed than a daughter, a mother than a husband. What made her so easy to give away? Greater than. Greater than P42. It was just heartbreaking as she made the choice one more time to leave her sister and her mother. She was already successful, at the end of the novel, I wonder what would have happened if she had told her husband the truth. Stella is probably even more complicated than Desiree, in the way she was able to maintain her lies in every aspect of her life, never being able to let go and be herself. The way she is seen seeking comfort in her neighbor, it's clear she wants that relationship with her sister, she wants to be seen for the black woman she was born as but, the fear of the repercussions as well as a future that would propel her back into the difficulties she faced as a child or hold her back. The May. My only regret is that I wish there was more to Risa's character. There is a brief glimpse into his struggles prior to meeting Jude, which does enlighten you just the tiniest bit into the struggle of a trans character, yet I didn't think he was fleshed out enough. For the most part, Reese and Jude seem to live a picture-perfect life and for the time period I'm not sure how truthful it is for a trans experience. It's possible to want to give a trans character a happy ending given how much of trans experience is usually depicted as a struggle, but for the time period I just don't know how realistic it would have been. I'm also not sure how much I agree with drawing parallels with being trans and for being white passing. Being white passing is a prevalent topic explored in the novel by the two protagonists. I just thought it was a bit of stretch as the two different identities have extremely different reasonings behind them. I don't believe being trans is anyone trying to pass as anything. I would have liked to understand what Reese's thought process would have been like, when he decides to be a part of Jude's family, up to the point of even meeting Desiree. Overall I can see this being taught in secondary schools. The novel is short but compact. It's not overly complicated in its writing style but intricate enough with the way time is structured throughout. It deals with heavier topics but with a much lighter tone. As the events unfold, there isn't a commentary on the events but is left for the reader to explore. I like the approach to the themes of the novel. I don't usually veer towards this particular genre, but it has made me more keen and aware that there's lots more to read into. I hear this is being adapted into a miniseries soon, which I also can't wait to see. If you've read the book, let me know your thoughts down below. Add to your TBR pile, the story graph, good. Reads. Purchase, Blackwell's, Wordery, The Works, Hive.